Did you know that the power of intention actually has been scientifically proven to have a huge and significant impact on our lives? In fact, there's a bunch, a whole lot of research that has shown that setting clear intentions can lead to increased motivation, greater focus, and improved outcomes to many areas of our life. From personal growth also to even professional success, intention really can be a really powerful force for creating positive change in our lives. More importantly, intention actually is a prerequisite. It's the third principle of ancestral healing. So what are the consequences of not setting intentions for ancestral healing? Well, we actually risk perpetuating negative cycles and not just limiting our potential for personal growth and transformation, but also our children's and their children's. Because when we don't disrupt the pattern at the level of the DNA, what happens is that we pass it down to our children. So in today's episode of the Solomon Movement podcast, we're going to be exploring the science and the spirituality behind intention, why so many women struggle to set and keep intentions. And we're going to discover why it's also so important in helping us break free from these harmful intergenerational ancestral patterns that we keep repeating in our lives. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And said none, such an honor to be here with you on this beautiful moon day. And believe once again, we are mid getting ready to hit mid month. And, you know, I was just sharing with the women in my community this morning and said that if this entire year is an entire year of the in-between. And what I mean by that is we just went through and we'll start with the astrology of the week because it'll make sense as it relates to what we're talking about here, intention and this third principle of ancestral healing. But understanding that we went through some major transformative changes as a human race in one month, like just last month, there were these two major transits. If you've caught any of my videos, any of my past podcast episodes, then you're understanding that there are major things that are happening because of these major transitions that are happening also in the astrology. As above, so below. And last month, we had Pluto move into the sign of Aquarius, which is the sign of the community of technology that is going to be there for another 20-some years that is going to revolutionize this next cycle of your life of humanity. And it's only been in this new transit for a few weeks. And already, we're already seeing the world completely transform. Uh, I'm not sure if any of you are aware of what's out there as it relates to artificial intelligence, things like chat GPT. Let me know if you've used it before, but this is free artificial intelligence that changes the game. And we're in this crossroads of, of humanity, either completely messing this up, right? And using technology, artificial intelligence for harm, for control, for power, or we can also look at the incredible benefits that it can provide for a human race and a society like you where you and I belong to because it can also be used for some incredible ways that you can get your time back and you can really focus on more important things like your creativity but it could also make people completely dumbed down and zombies if they don't understand the essence of who they are and how 
vital and how the most important technology that we could ever access is within us because we have the power of going within through meditation. We have access to these sacred practices like Kundalini Yoga, which is a tantric practice of energy to alchemize emotions for the power of creation. Artificial intelligence can never do that. Yet in only three weeks, we are seeing these major changes already. And this is only going to speed up and happen so much more quicker where the next 20 years are going to be, of course, the most transformative. And we're going to be seeing all this technology that's going to completely change the way you and I experience the world. And so the astrology continues to point to these major shifts in consciousness. And this week we're moving in the week between the full moon that we just had last week in Libra, that for many was a awareness and an eye-opener of some deep inner child ancestral karmic patterns that keep repeating, not as a punishment, but as an opportunity to respond differently. Because that's truly what, how you alchemize, how you change the pattern. It's like the story of our brother, Jesus Christ. We just celebrated Easter, Christ teaching us about the resurrection, not the crucifixion, not what religion tells us about feeling guilty and sinful, but that he was not afraid of death because death is not real, that there is a transition and a transformation that happens and that the resurrection happens in each and every one of us every time we forgive and we accept just the way he did. Because to enter into the kingdom of heaven, kingdom of heaven is inner peace. You don't have to leave this body for that. You can be in inner peace if you have released and become aware of all of those grievances that continue to crucify you to this cross of pain and separation. So there's been major uh, lessons learned in the last week of the repeating. See, what we need is awareness of what we're repeating as it relates to these challenges, right? And when we gain the awareness, some of the things we've been talking about in this podcast, which are the principles of ancestral healing, which we need compassion because most people will not do the inner work of meditation because they don't want to gain awareness of the problem, which ultimately is ourselves, which is ultimately also the solution, something to be scared of. So we lack acknowledgement, the number one principle of ancestral healing. We lack compassion scientifically because our brains have been impacted by trauma. Our nervous systems are fried because we don't do preventive inner work like meditation to keep us healthy in this time of information and pressure. So we've talked about why compassion and acknowledgement is important, but then to set intentions to actually heal, to actually disrupt these patterns takes courage. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, the science and the spirituality behind intention, why we struggle with keeping intentions, and especially why we don't set intentions for disrupting these deep wounded pains of abuse, of, of uh, neglect, of, of addiction, of anxiety, of depression, because those are the patterns that get passed down to us in our nervous system, that when we don't deal with them in times like this, where there's expansion, where everything is changing so quickly, they will be our biggest demise. Then we will have to learn through what Jesus Christ also taught us, which is you learn through death, right? You don't, you didn't learn the lessons of unconditional love here 
So it's not that you're being punished to die now, your physical body. It's just that you're going to transcend and transform from this physical form into another physical form. And then you're still going to be given the same lessons when you come back of where you didn't forgive. And you might think that this is unfair, but it is actually pretty fair because we now have tools, spiritual tools, relics, self-realizations, things like A Course in Miracles, like Kundalini Yoga, that help us truly walk the talk of Christ consciousness, to use things like the cosmos to know ourselves better, but to also truly liberate ourselves into sovereignty from grievances. That's why a big part of the work that I teach women in doing, when I think about ancestral healing, I think a lot of people think, you know, being able to talk to spirits or being able to talk to the ancestors or rituals, maybe, but the most important part, that's not even a, a, a beginner's or even a starting point or even something that we even focus on in the coaching that I do, because that comes naturally. But the biggest important thing is healing ourselves, right? And, and looking and being aware of these patterns so that we can use these tools to change the pattern. Because being aware of the patterns and it says, yes, they may, I may be in a pattern and maybe my lineage has been through a lot of wounding, of trauma, of abuse, physical, sexual, emotional abuse. Yes, maybe that is not the truth, but what has happened but it, that pattern stops with me. And it stops again through how am I going to respond? How am I going to respond to, to the pain and the wounding versus how am I not going to not hide it, tuck it under the rug, pretend it's not there when all day it's eating up your energy it's through emotions. And so we're moving into this really important week where we've had all this awareness of you know, these wounds that if you're, if you're aware, you're, you're paying attention. And now we're getting ready to go into the solar eclipse next week and eclipse energy and especially eclipse season. It's very, very sporadic. Things can just happen all of a sudden. And then you have to imagine it as energy that is eclipsing things out of your life that don't serve you. And they don't serve you because you have set out rockets of intention. You have set out rockets of desire. And if they're not if your outer world is not in alignment with those rockets of desire, then the universe doesn't punish, right? The universe then says, I'm going to remove, eclipse things out of your life because it's, it's blocking you from these desires that you're putting out. So then eclipses can really set you on a whole new path in your life. And the beauty of this eclipse is that it's happening on, in the energy of Aries. And Aries is about our identification. So if you've been working on awareness and looking at these patterns that are repeating in your life of addiction, of divorce, of perhaps you're seeing the same fights with the same people, the same themes around the same thing, uh, uh, people or different people, then now it's the compassion acknowledgement part. And now we get to like use this eclipse energy. This is the way our ancestors used and still do spring equinox energy eclipse energy why because it's a different stream of energy that's flowing into the planet which is of course impacting you because we're like plants too you know we, it's water and and light that impact impacts us so what's beautiful is that this solar eclipse if you've been really just going within reflecting being more mindful, right? Learning these lessons of unconditional love and you've been resurrecting in this physical form 
through acceptance ultimately because it's you can spend a lot of lifetimes in forgiveness or trying to forgive something we stabilize the nervous system to learn to accept and so now comes this week this pre-week and we're even given a bigger opportunity because the one thing that i will say for all of us to pay attention to is using this energy especially on april 12th now on april 12th depending on where you are in the world april 12th april 13th but we're already feeling you see when the energy starts to change and shift, but the planets start to shift, we start to experience that in our lives. And so what's happening on this week on the 12th is what is known as the luckiest day of the entire uh, year. And it happens every year. So, and it doesn't happen on the same day, depending on, of course, the cosmos and when the equinox was, when the first full moon was, or yeah, full moon after the equinox. But this one particularly, is what is known as the Jupiter Cassini. And this is when Jupiter literally sits across the sun and it happens once a year and it's happening on April 12th. Now, I've been seeing a lot more of people like business women, especially those that I follow that I never even thought that they studied astrology or that they were into astrology or that they were on a healing journey. They taught strictly business. And now all of a sudden they start talking about how they've um, spoken to astrologers. The astrologer has given them their chart and has given them their areas of strength, days of strength. And they've launched businesses on these specific days and how they attribute that to be part of the success, right? Like this is why it is known that our friend or not our friend, but not my friend anyways, and I'm okay with that. But the founder of Chase Bank, he is JP Morgan Chase is, is quoted as saying that millionaires don't use astrology, only billionaires do. Because again, you're working with energy. Everything is energy. Money is energy. Your thoughts are energy. Your emotions are energy. So when the astros, the cosmos are doing specific things, it's like cool and powerful to set intentions to work with the energy like magic, literally to then create. And on the 12th, it is a very important day for this because Jupiter is the planet of expansion of abundance. And the sun, whenever it sits across any planet, it, it fortifies and it expands the energy of the planet. So that's why it's known as the luckiest day of the year because during this day, you can really set intentions. Be careful with your thoughts because everything's being magnified, right? But you can create these intentions. You can launch businesses. You can announce and, and just watch what happens in the collective. Because people, even if they don't study astrology, it's like intuitively they know what's happening in the cosmos. And then they set themselves up for these big announcements. Like just watch what happens around the 12th, 13th, where maybe new businesses are being launched, new ideas, because that energy is going to expand and help and support use it wisely as well. So this is where you set intentions, you meditate to be aware of those thoughts so that you are mindful about what you're thinking, especially during this day. There's other rituals, of course, that you can practice, like writing them down, writing them down and saying them in front of a mirror while you're looking in the mirror. There are many things that you can do, but the most important thing is getting clear. And that's the problem. And we'll move right into the next topic of what we're talking about this week. But our problem is 
that that were not clear. And we're talking about the third ancestral pattern or principle to follow in order to heal yourself, seven generations before you and seven generations after you, because that's what happens when you do and you integrate this deep healing work at the level of the DNA. So intention, okay? So if we're talking about this expansive energy of Jupiter in the sun to be able to create these manifestations from our heart's desire, it would be so simple to just say, well, I will set my intentions and then they will manifest. So why doesn't that happen? In fact, why do we actually struggle so much with intention? I mean, how many times have you had good intentions about eating better or going to sleep earlier or letting go of the addiction of the alcohol or letting go of the pharmaceutical or letting go all these different things? We have these great intentions, right? We wake up in the morning. We're like, we're going to be different today. But the problem with that is that there's deep rooted blockages that actually why that is actually why we struggle with intention as well as why we truly cannot commit to discipline which let me tell you something discipline is jogi bhajan the tantric master who brought kundalini yoga from the east to the west he says that discipline is like the second or as important as god in your life that's how important discipline is needed because even for healing for disrupting these ancestral karmic patterns you need discipline and you need ambition. I think people are stereotyped in this world of meditation and, and healing as like softies or weaklings that kind of just are love and light. Like that's like the new age jambalaya that we've seen. But to be honest with you, to choose yourself to disrupt patterns of abuse in your lineage and to heal yourself, it freaking takes courage. It takes sovereignty and it takes discipline. It takes ambition. You need ambition to want to stop living in the pattern that you've been living, which is toxicity of this divorce after divorce or toxic relationship after toxic relationship. Or maybe you're in a relationship for 20 years, but it's been toxic the entire time. Betrayal after betrayal after betrayal. Or maybe you're in a pattern of addiction, right? Alcohol, again, pharmaceutical, so many different things that are out there now that is, is very, very tough for a lot of people. Or perhaps you're dealing with patterns of anxiety and depression that keep repeating themselves over and over again. And when you think about that, once you become aware, the awareness is very much needed and the compassion. Those are the two first principles that we talked about, right? And if you missed those videos, you can go check out my the videos here on my YouTube podcast and on my YouTube channel because you need acknowledgement, right? You need compassion once you are aware that you're in these patterns, but then you've got to then get clear. Again, the universe is always saying yes. God is always saying yes. But if you're not clear on your intentions and if you're not clear on what it is that your heart desires, and especially if you're not clear about even having the belief, and that's where we were blocked. Like we simply have given up and can and, and have been so programmed or are so addicted to the story or identity of trauma that we have been in identified to for so long, not just in this lifetime, I can assure you, probably your grandmother and great-grandmother too, that it is like unbelievable to us or 
we're not even aware that we have the belief that it is impossible for us to even heal. So if you have a belief because you've been through a lot of abuse, trauma, abandonment, if you have a belief that you're unaware of, that you simply believe that you're not going to ever heal, that there's no hope for you, then that in itself is what's actually blocking you from even setting the intention to heal. You've already basically ruled yourself out. And it's just because we like that small awareness of that belief that is just a belief. So when we think about intention, it's actually easier said than done because it's very intrinsic and layered. And so today I want to dissect it so you can understand it better. We're going to look at it spiritually and we're also going to look at it scientifically so that we can understand the two aspects of it and learn to apply it in our lives so that we can truly disrupt these patterns and set intentions, not just on days like on the 12th where Jupiter is going to be expanding and all that you intend, but and as a daily practice in our life because it takes commitment, it takes recommitment many times, especially because the journey is not all love and light. This, the healing journey, if they're selling you that, <laughs> then you run, you run fast. In fact, the first aspect of intention is one that we don't understand because we want the pill or we want the easy way out. And when we think about intention, actually, and we start setting these intentions, you know you're on the right path when the intentions make you feel uncomfortable, when they actually make you feel like this is not what healing is supposed to look like. If you're setting intentions of, oh my gosh, and you're you're starting to feel good in your heart. And again, it's this whole, I have really good intentions of changing, then you already know you're on the wrong path. And so one of the things that's so powerful in the Course of Miracles, spiritual psychotherapy that I teach, and I've been a student of for such a long time, is is the willingness, okay? So understanding intention is is important, but it's more important for us to understanding actually how simple it is. There's a beautiful line in the Course of Miracles that says, and I'm gonna read it right from the course so you can just feel the power of what this means. Trust not your good intentions. They are not enough, but trust implicitly your willingness whatever else may enter, concentrate only on this and be not disturbed that shadows surround it. So one of the most beautiful things about A Course in Miracles is that it talks about whenever we need deep healing from these patterns of trauma that we've been through, that our ancestry has been through. Sometimes it's even us wanting to take away the pain from others that have gone through some really serious things, right? The course offers us an opportunity to understand that our good intentions are not enough. That all we have to really understand is that we just have to be willing to finally see things differently. And that when you are finally willing to see things differently, that that's when all you'll create the space for the transformation, the acceptance to actually happen. Now, easier said than done, why? When you think about willingness, okay, what does it mean? Willingness means attentive, eager, waiting, 
It means stretching. It means purpose, right? It means offering something that for something that comes to you. Willingness, right? Somebody, somebody comes to you. They want help in one way, shape, or form. Now you are willing to give something out to them. But the thing about willingness, and this is why it's so hard for all of us, because remember, you don't have to set intentions as long as you are willing to see things differently. You're willing to see the abuse differently. You're willing to see the experience of blockage and prosperity or the divorce. You're willing to see things differently. The reason why that's really difficult for all of us is because when we are willing, that means that we are giving up control. And that's why many of the women that begin, especially on this healing journey, they've been through a very deep, dark night of the soul, or maybe many, maybe their whole life has been a dark night of the soul, where they've hit these moments of emotional breakdown, where they realize that they're not in control, that there is, maybe they've understood finally that there is something bigger than them that is guiding, that is redirecting them. And that as much as we want to feel that God is not fair many times that there is a mystery behind everything that is happening and that we could truly understand if we surrender to this mystery and the reason why we're so afraid to be willing is because willingness then says you have to give up control you have to stop trying to control everything and everyone in your life and you have to start having faith in you which is god herself realizing herself through you so it's as simple as being able to say i am willing to see things differently for the solution for the miracle to happen but we're not willing and since we're not willing to give away our power to get help from a higher power from a higher force because miracles happen every single day every single day because we're not willing we can't set intentions about our healing. We think it's going to take a long time. I've been dealing with this identity of a child of abuse that I went through as a child. I continue to identify with that. So I am, because I am that, identified with it. I am, my ego, this, this identity believes it's that. It's so addicted to that story that I am holding on to it so tight that I can't even be willing to accept help from a higher power. And that's where we get stuck. And so a lot of the coaching, especially that I do inside the academy, has to do with the divine connection and spiritual intimacy that you create within yourself. Because to disrupt ancestral karmic patterns, because they're so heavy sometimes and they're so woven intergenerationally through a lot of pain, a lot of things that cannot be understood and many people actually get angry at God for because they're so layered. We have to go deep into the spirit to be able to say, I am willing to say, see things differently. And when, especially when I've done a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching or when I see this happening in my group coaching program, when that person, that woman has that shift of finally being able to say, not being forced, but being able to say, I am willing to see things differently, that's when oh, everything starts to change in their life. Because now they've surrendered that control and that power. So once you are willing to see things differently, 
then you can set intentions for the things that you want and desire in your life. The reason that you can't set intentions is because you are so caught up in the story and identity of trauma that you don't have enough energy. You don't have enough chi to even set these intentions, which leads us to the next part of what intention setting is all about. Because there's a spiritual aspect of being willing to trust something bigger than you, to intervene and to help and assist you. But the science behind it, of course, goes back to our nervous systems and our agility in the brain to process information as it's coming to us, but also to heal from the emotional trauma we've been through. And the science behind intention, if you think about intention, there's the willingness to see things differently. But then what is required to set clear intentions in your life is awareness. Without awareness, you're not going to be able to set clear intentions. And remember, as we were talking about the principles of ancestral healing, acknowledgement is a requirement. And that's where most women get stuck because they refuse to do the healing work, not because it's they're lazy or they're, they're not good enough. It's because the program is so addicting, right? And this is where I was sharing with you a little bit earlier. You know you're on the right path, especially as it relates to healing, when you've gone beyond the good intentions and you're actually willing, when the path actually feels uncomfortable. Facing these patterns of pain, facing yourself and your shadows is not a walk in the park. As you start to become uncomfortable, you gain awareness. As you start to gain awareness, what does the serenity prayer say? God, please help me accept the things I cannot change. Change the things I can change, right? Surrender to those things we can't. But in order for us to change the things we can change, we have to gain awareness, right? So as you practice, and this is why you give yourself permission to heal every time you meditate. Every time you practice a meditation from A Course in Miracles or a spiritual psychotherapy lesson, why are you giving yourself permission? Because you're sitting with yourself to gain awareness of what you are processing, not to stop the thoughts, go into a coma. It's the awareness and it gets better and better because your nervous system starts to stabilize itself more with the breathing, with the meditation. Your brain starts to become more oxygenated with um, neurons working faster. Why? Because they're processing information a lot easier because you're managing your stress. So the reason that awareness starts to get easier is that you start to be become more compassionate, which we talked about as one of the principles, right? Because your frontal cortex of the brain starts to work better. The, the damaged areas of the brain, like the amygdala and the hypothalamus that get damaged through trauma, start to secrete good chemicals into your body right? So as you start to gain more awareness, then you're more compassionate with yourself. And then you're able to then make those shifts and changes. A lot of people believe that starting a practice of meditation or Kundalini yoga or spiritual psychotherapy, like A Course in Miracles, like you have to be perfect or you can't eat meat anymore, or you can't drink alcohol anymore, or you can't smoke cannabis, or you can't party anymore. You can't, you can't, you can't. It's like this stereotype, right? That is absolutely not the truth and quite the opposite. See, what happens is as you start to practice, you start to change your lifestyle, right? And Kundalini Yoga is known as the mother of awareness. 
So you start to stabilize your nervous system. Your nervous system starts to secrete better into the glandular system. Your brain starts to function better because there's oxygen in there. So all of a sudden you start to gain awareness and awareness is, hmm, maybe I don't need that extra cup of coffee. I kind of feel good already. Hmm, maybe I don't need that extra wine glass tonight. I'm actually feeling pretty centered and grounded right now. So it's not that it changes you to be a good, good tissue. It's just that you start to feel better and you start to say, wow, maybe I don't need that extra food. Or maybe I don't. I'm feeling satisfied and whole already. So you start to make these changes for your life, not out of guilt. You start to set these intentions of, I want to, my intention is to eat healthier and to nourish my body like a temple that it is, right? Not out of guilt. It's out of worthiness. It is out of royalty. This is what we're working on this month, our spiritual royalness. Why? Royalty. Because you know you deserve it. Just the way everyone else deserves it. It doesn't mean like you're better. It means that you deserve it. And so because you deserve it, your intentions become easy to set and clear. Why? The science is your brain is working. Your nervous system is secreting, right? You're able to be more mindful and you're okay with awareness. Self-awareness is your biggest flex. It's if anybody's hiring someone, if they are self-aware, that's the person to hire versus experience of years, anything at all. Because a person that is self-aware is coachable, quickly transforms and shifts and is very emotionally intelligent. So as you start to gain the self-awareness, you start to also become aware of those intentions that you want to set to create the change, right? To actually make the shift, to feel worthy enough to set those intentions of going from making $300,000 a year to a million dollars a year or 7 million or 50 billion, whatever that looks like, because there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. It's the reason, the intention, why you want something, right? So when we don't have awareness and we're not willing to also allow a higher power to help us our intentions will always come from a place of the ego, which is to create material wealth or things that will make you look better to people that it doesn't even matter. So intention becomes very important and key as it relates to connecting deeply to your soul's intention, but to understand that, to set these intentions of ancestral healing and to commit to them, to not struggle with the discipline that it then takes to visualize and see them through, even when your eyes don't see them, it takes the both aspects of it, the spiritual aspect, the willingness to have faith in something bigger than you, spiritual intimacy, but then the scientific aspect is the brain functioning, the nervous system functioning, so that you can continue to gain awareness, through that awareness, then set the intentions you need to set for your prayers, spiritual and personal growth. And that's why the question sometimes that I get asked is, have you disrupted all patterns in your lineage? Have you completely healed? Is there nothing else that you're repeating anymore now since this is what you teach other women? Absolutely not. It's a continued process and growth. It's a continued, every time I grow, every time I make more money, every time I 
level up in my relationship because I've been married for 25 years, yet every day is a new day in my marriage. In fact, long-term relationships are, especially long-term relationships are the highest form of yoga because they take tolerance. They take commitment. They take forgiveness and acceptance, continuous. And it's a, always a constant mirror of what's happening inside of you, right? I'm very blessed to have gone through this healing journey. And that was one of the most important disruptive patterns that I was able to break because there are patterns that I've broken completely, like addiction to alcohol, right? Or the car the karmic pattern of unconscious relationships of not, I, I'm very blessed that we went on this journey together and we're at a point in our marriage where we have healed and have disrupted that very karmic unconscious pattern in our relationships. But as I continue to grow, as my husband's business explodes and continues to grow, as mine does, there's going to be stress in our life. It's not bad. There's stress. So there might be moments of unconsciousness of when I might lose it or I might or he might be tired or hungry or whatever that is. Again, I have no expectations. It's the trust and the surrender. But anytime you're growing, you're leveling up your relationship, you're growing your business, these patterns are going to show up because like science of epigenetics proves you any you are all these genes and cells of your ancestors. And when you're not managing your stress correctly, they're going to turn on. Right. So if I'm not managing my stress and I'm growing in quantum leaps, these patterns are going to come up again. But the good news is that I have the tools to then respond to the pattern as it's coming up differently than what I used to do before, which was usually drink alcohol, fight, you know, blame, be a victim, do all these different things. So it's not that you break all the patterns, is that you continue to feel safe and confident in growth and evolution and finding inner peace, which I think a lot of people feel is completely unattainable. And to seriously say, I am setting the intention to disrupt this ancestral pain in my lineage of abuse, of lack of forgiveness and acceptance of all of these things that happened to us and to set those intentions and then to allow like I said, something bigger to finish off the job because that's literally what happens. And so it's a constant growth and process and there's never ending journey of, of, of the growth because if you're not growing, you're dying. But I can tell you that through this journey and especially when I look at like the women that go through my academy, eight weeks, I have seen the transformation in eight weeks from beginning to not even being able to sit in your body because of all the emotional trauma you've been through, all the emotional trauma that is really messing with your nervous system. I've been, I've been across women that when I first meet them, especially with my one-on-ones, the first week, they can't even look at me in, their, in my eyes to speak to me. They, they can't voice all the things that are happening and they can't sit in their bodies. And then we work through each week of the academy and I've seen the transformation go from someone that does not feel safe in their body, that does not feel safe in this world, to confident, radiant, to completely stepping into her truth and her power. And that's what I call disrupting the pattern. 
So all of us have a pattern that affects us deeply. Like for me, it was alcohol. Drinking alcohol was my way out. I never thought in this world I would be able to heal from that. I just thought it was going to be something that I had to do forever and ever. I always wanted to because it was causing a big, big blockage in my life in many ways, in many areas. So when I was able to find these incredible teachings to be able to disrupt that fully, it was liberation. It was it was continued gifts that are continued to give be given to me by my ancestors for being able to do that. And I think all of us have a deep pattern in us that we're ashamed of or that we simply have not acknowledged, had the compassion to do, to, to actually look at, yet we can set these intentions to clear and to actually heal because I can assure you that everything and anything is healable. Because especially about addiction, it's never why the addiction is always why the pain, as we all know that. And so the science and the spiritual aspects behind intention are important. And as a fourth, third principle of ancestral healing, it's a prerequisite. You have to set intentions to, for your healing. You have to be ambitious. You have to be committed to it. And this is where a lot of the times support, again, from mentors, from a community, help tremendously. Because a lot of the times, if not all the times, when we're going through moments of dark nights of the soul, depression, anxiety, instead of reaching out to help, to get help, we recluse ourselves and we are not wanting to burden people, not wanting to basically be a nuisance for others. And so we retract from the world, whether it's and when the opposite is so important for us to communicate, to get help, to understand we're worth it, and to understand that there are tools out there that can help us and assist us on this journey. And so to help you with that, of course, you all know you can download my free e-guide. Now, this e-guide you can follow from Monday through Sunday, and it has a three-minute meditation you practice every single day and an affirmation, a spiritual psychotherapy, Course in Miracles affirmation that also you can work with every single day of the week. Now, these this Kundalini Yoga meditation is really, really powerful because it's for the breaking of, of addiction, which is not just addiction of substances, ladies, the thoughts, the programs that we're constantly on. We start with this meditation for three minutes a day, as well as the affirmations. Stick to it for 40 days. You'll see in the guide, it gives you all of the instructions on how to follow it. Stick to it for 40 days and then tell me what happens in your life after 40 days. I think all of us have more than enough time, especially three minutes to integrate this. And especially if you want to do this right now, before we move into the end of eclipse season and we start to really sense the newness and the new world that we're all moving into. So go check it out by clicking on the link below. Veronica Barragan, I am forward slash, it's forward slash e-guide, forward slash e-guide. So there's a comment section below here. You can actually click on it and it'll be easy to download for you to actually check it out. So what are we going to be doing on Wednesday? So Wednesday, I'll be back, of course, with the Kundalini Yoga meditation to help support this third principle of ancestral healing, which is intention. And what we're going to be working with is the meditation. It'll help us with balancing our projection and our intention. And of course, we're going to address, like we've talked about today, the spiritual aspects of 
how this meditation is going to help you, but also the scientific aspects. So we're working on the brain to help us really set these intentions that we need to set to clear these blockages that we need to clear. So join me again on Wednesday. Make sure you set your notifications here. Thank you all so much for subscribing. Thank you so much for sharing this video with your, uh, your community, your friends, your, your sisters. Very, very important as we continue to all come together and join us in, these, in this journey of disrupting ancestral karmic patterns. So thank you for subscribing. And again, I'll see you again on Wednesday with this powerful meditation to help us balance our projection and our intention. Satnam, be blessed, and I'll see you soon.